Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is John Van Lunen, and you are listening to Treasures of the Outer Banks, episode 19. In this episode, I talk with my good old friend, Daryl Law. You may remember Daryl from episode one, and is still the most listened episode. Uh, he uh, used to be a local sports journalist and still does some freelancing, so that's why I called him in to talk about golfing on the Outer Banks. So we sat down and we give an unscientific review of the golf courses on the Outer Banks. I should mention right away that I am not a golfer. I probably golf once every 10 years. I don't even own golf clubs. Uh, Maybe one day I'll go to Goodwill and spring for some clubs or something like that. But I'm just not that serious. But Daryl has had the pleasure and the honor of playing all the courses uh, in this general area. And that's mostly because of his uh, sports journalism jobs that he's had here. He's had the fortunate ability to play on opening day of a lot of these brand new, uh, or I should say on, on these golf courses when they were brand new, when they first opened up. So he's, he's been able to uh, hit upon those a little bit. Um, we touch upon a few things, you know, some pros and cons, uh, maybe what to expect, that type of thing. It's also worth mentioning that there are no golf courses on Hatteras Island. So if you're staying in Hatteras and, and you want to play golf, you're going to have to get in your car and drive a ways. Uh, first place you're probably going to hit is the Nags Head Links in Nags Head. So know that. Also, we do touch upon the golf courses in Kurtuck County. Some very good golf, golf courses over there. Uh, so if you're staying anywhere near the Wright Memorial Bridge, definitely worth checking out. If you're staying a long way from the Wright Memorial Bridge, you might want to avoid Kurtuck County. It's going to be a very long drive to get over there. And as always in with anything during the summer, I would avoid the Red Memorial Bridge unless absolutely necessary on a Saturday or Sunday. So I would not book a uh, tea time in Kurtuck County on a Saturday or Sunday in the summertime. Uh, Shoulder season, yeah, not a problem. Do it all the time, but not in the summertime. But anyway, we had a great talk. And even if you're not a golfer, I think you'll uh, be amused by some of our stories. And if you are a golfer, hopefully you can glean something from this. And I think you'll have a good time. So sit back and enjoy. It's 1981. You know you're coming to the Outer Banks to live the next morning. And the night before you leave, you sit down and watch Caddyshack. Yes, that's right. And what a what a great movie. Yeah, classic. I mean, I, really I feel like I don't a day doesn't go by where I'm not quoting something from the Caddyshack movie. Oh, I know. I mean, oh, my arm. <laughs> yeah. Judge Smales and uh oh my god, uh um Chevy Chase and uh Bill Murray and the cast just goes on and on and Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, so, yeah, I've gotten a lot of lines from that one. And one of them is when my dad gave me this uh, set of clubs uh, a few years back, I noticed it had this one club with the wooden handle. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it says it's hand forged, number 10 putter. But anyway, I call it my Billy Baru. Excellent. Because in that scene when he when uh, the judge smells is trying to win the the money, the 80000 He asked Spalding to bust out the Billy Baru. Right. And he's all whispering to the club, Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy, don't let me down, Billy. So Perfect. I think that's pretty funny stuff. But, um, you know, now that I've messed around with the game of golf these last few decades, um, it just it just makes that movie shine even brighter right. because it, it just has so many um, interesting angles and tidbits about the game of golf and uh which is uh one of the last sports i've i've learned out you know through my life and uh i really don't get out and play too much right now but 
I have played uh, pretty much all of the courses down here, and right. I was very fortunate to be part of the opening day at Nagshead Golf Links and a while back, and that is one of probably my favorite course down here. And I had a friend early on who got me out there for a good price. You know, we would go late in the day when everybody was pretty much done, and right. um, Sean Yacobi, uh, and uh, he was working carts and also, you know, in the kitchen, I think. And then I went to opening day at the Curry Tuck Club. Oh, my gosh, what a great day that was. They uh, uh, really treated us like royalty. And I remember I was a, a sports editor at the Sentinel, and, you know, I'm this rusty trooper, and I pull up, and there's these girls in the golf carts, and they're coming down, and they pick you up and get your clubs real quick, take you up to the clubhouse, and there was all the food and drink you could eat and drink and go out on the on the range and you know warm up and then they had the ceremony and pretty sure i played uh it was a, it was a super bowl format which means all four people tee off and whoever has the best drive you start from their drive and right. then you have their pro shot and so on and so forth and i'm pretty sure i was with mr kelly that day uh he he was one of the owners of the paper at the time so anyway uh like i said I, i've ha i've had a, a really neat um time playing down here uh it's like i said i started off with sean was helping me and i used to say should we go to the range you know and he's like man this whole place is a range you know <laughs> he, you know this is just where you do it so i quickly learned to keep a spare ball in your pocket right especially at the links man you're going out and do the, the stuff we call it right the scrub brush trees and or the highway it's t yeah it's totally <laughs> windswept there i mean I did a story on it one time. I was like phenomenal. It was like 11, 12 holes are impacted by water and or wind. So um, it's a pretty tough place. In fact, I'd like to mention my another playing partner who is Bud Hendricks, who was a longtime Manio golf coach. And um, he was my mentor over there. We would go. He would, since I was a sports writer, he would have me out with the team. And, you know, they would play at 334 and we'd play a couple hours and each time, you know, he would help me with my swing and, you know, putting and just all of it, really. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And he, he turned me on to a lot of uh, free days of golf here and there. And <clears throat> so, yeah, I really appreciate what he, he did for me. But uh, um, like I said, these days I'm not going too much anymore. But uh, I, I do have an interesting story about the third major course out here on the beach, which is uh, seascape. Um, when you say third, is that as kind of a loose ranking? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I, I would put uh, definitely the links is, is my favorite by far with those views and the late day right. of the sound and sun setting. It's really beautiful. Um, well, I had mentioned the Curry Tuck Club. I'm just saying this is a third one that's actually out on the beach, which is seascape. Seascape is the, one of the first clubs I ever played. And, um, it's also link style. Uh, it has a lot of dogwoods on the on the course, which are the state flower and tree of North Carolina. But uh, um, so I was working there, and oh man, it was so early in the morning. Um, it was like six a.m. and then and then it was five a.m. and I worked thirty days. <laughs> <laughs> I worked like thirty days in a row at this place, and I was the summer help, you know. And I yeah. was driving like a Cushman or a Gator, you know. Cushman. You were the labor. Yeah, I was pretty ugly. I did the water and towels. But you were Spackler. Huh? You were Spackler. Yeah. <laughs> one of the really cool things that uh, I will say about that place was driving south on number one down the fairway, the sun was coming out 
over the ocean. Nice. And here I am on this golf cart blazing down. There's dew on everything and it's kind of chilly and and you're looking out and the the, the sun is coming up over the ocean. That yeah. was, that so, was, something kind of romantic about that. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I think that was the spring that I had worked. Pretty sure I had been at Wolf Laurel Ski Resort, which is near Morris Hill, North Carolina. And I mean, I'm talking about this is a backwoods, just tiny ski resort in the middle of nowhere. But uh, so I was so happy to be back at the beach. But anyway, um, one of the interesting things I, you know, the guys that were the guys that were doing the heavy work, the mowing and the landscaping, the serious uh, groundskeeper crew, um, they're always joking me that oh you're just summer help, you know. I was like whatever, man. I, but um, one thing I learned from them that was kind of interesting was if they found a golf ball, they hawked it. I mean, as yeah. fast as possible. You weren't we weren't allowed to hawk balls, but really. If you saw a ball laying around, they, they would pick it up and put it in their pocket so fast. And they later said, because it was worth a dollar. Right. <laughs> and then we were uh, moving some dirt and stuff, and this bucket pops out of the pile, five-gallon bucket. Guy jumped off the trailer, leaking split, ran over and grabbed that bucket and ran over and put it in his truck real quick. And I'm like, what the world? Man, a good bucket like that. That's worth five dollars. <laughs> My kind of people. Yeah, you know, they, they must. They must had relatives that were, you know, uh, ancestors long on yeah. the outer banks. You know, well, waste not, want not. You know, just so never they, throwing anything away. Exactly. They were actually commercial fishermen as well. There so they did. That explains. A this lot. was a steady check. Yeah. And then they would do their net fishing and, and other things, and you know, during because golf, being on the ground screw, that's a real early morning thing, and then you're off sure. at like two or three, you know, one, two or three. So anyway, yeah, um, that was a really fun experience. But I, I did move on to the sailing center and taught sailing in Dock, which what, is where what, I met you. What? Yep. What, what drove you off? What was the big thing that drove you off the golf course? Mm, man, it was kind of a grind. It was really early, and um, I, I don't know what. Uh, it just was. It was just a little bit too much. Uh, um, it was some crazy, uh, of course there was some other summer help that, that one kid I was giving a ride every morning and I don't know, it just kind of wore thin quickly. No days off probably was what really did it because right. I did like 31 straight, 30 or 31 <laughs> right. straight. So I, when I did finally get a day off, I got the job teaching the sailing up at the, up at Barrier Island. So. Right, right. But, um, go ahead. Your favorite course is Nags Head Links. Mm -hmm. Uh, tell me, tell me what you like about Nags Head Links. Well, I have um, been very extremely fortunate to get out there a lot. Uh, like I said, I we were going, I think we were paying cart fee when Sean worked there. Um, so that was a reduced rate for a beginner. And um, when I was going with Coach Hendricks and the golf team and I was working, you know, considering I was a working member of the press, they didn't charge me to be there. And then I covered a lot of matches there too. And yeah. so the golf coaches, while the kids are playing, the golf coaches they go ahead and play. So you got first flight eventually came along, but at first it was like Curry Tuck and right. um, somebody out of Elizabeth city and Manio. Yeah. yeah. So I met all these cool coaches and a lot of the golf coaches were also like the football coach or the right. you know, basketball coach. So it was kind of a brotherhood, but probably one of the things that really happened that was kind of cool on probably the third time in my whole life I'd ever played golf. We were there at the links, and I was with Sean, and I teed it up. Well, it was it was a par three, so I, you'll typically tee up for par three. But you, I used the broken, you know, tee and got the ball off the the 
the grass a little bit. So I, I had a good shot across the water and I landed on the green and I two putted for a par three. And I tell people I have spent thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars trying to emulate that. that right. day, Cause Just it felt that. so good. I mean, I, I'm serious. You spent $10,000 on golf in a heartbeat and you know, it just, so Nags Head Links, I know, how many holes do you think sit right next to the highway there? And I'm not trying to be critical, um, but I just find it funny. Yeah, there's there's the number two and number three. Okay. Are uh, run along the road, and uh, there's a stormwater management ditch in between the the holes and the um, highway there. But, I mean, it's not... It's not out of the ordinary. Uh, I mean, people do, I'm sure, hook a ball over there and slice a ball <laughs> I, over there. I have heard guys uh, hit a ball over the ditch, but not on the highway, and uh -huh. play it where it lied. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the other, you're practically standing on the shoulder of the highway. <laughs> sure, sure. When I drive down to work the on the bypass, sometimes you'll see them over there hunting, ball hunting, you know, and... Uh, that 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 is the course of many balls. So, yeah. if you ever play eighteen at the links and you got the same ball in your pocket when you, you're done, you have done you're something good. good. You have <laughs> really accomplished something you're there. Good. So, um, so yeah, I love the links. Another cool thing about the links. So I've played there the most. I've played there. Haven't you know? I've played there uh, carte blanche, so to speak. And uh, but another really cool thing. As the sound side views, and there's nowhere better to take them in other than the clubhouse. And in the clubhouse is the Players Grill, nice. and uh, has a beautiful view of the sound there. And uh, is you know golf is always on. Um, it's uh, meant for people turning the corner. You know, it's it's in between number nine and and ten, and you can get a fast you know hot dog uh, and, and a beer to go or or we found that's a nice place to sit and uh, have a business meeting during the summer when everything's so busy you can't get in and there's air it's a very well air conditioned and big nice wooden tables and it's very relaxing they just got new club chairs there that are on wheels they're leather and it's just always been one of my favorites and the food's really good so not too expensive 10 12 15 bucks and um, you know you're out of there uh, so yeah I would give them pretty high marks um, Basic I, food, but just a cool location. Yeah, yeah. Chicken salad, tuna salad. There's a garden salad. So, um, you know, they got the chicken tenders and wraps and things cool. of that nature. It is. A, I can vouch and say it's a beautiful neighborhood. You know, just yeah. the roads all wind through the golf course and uh, the houses are nice. And it's just an all-around nice place. I did do a little research. Um, peak season, um, tea fees are 138 so okay. obviously whenever you hear this uh, podcast you should probably do your own homework if it's not peak season i'm sure the rates go down but that's what it was in the summer of 2022 um you know all in all uh you said it was scottish links uh type of course explain that to me because i'm not a big golfer so um that is when you have the tee box has grass but the fairway may not have grass it may be sand or are long grass and the idea is to land the ball in a landing area that is again like fairway grass and then you take another shot and try to get it on the green which um are i believe they're a little bit larger i don't know if that's part of it or not 
like in Britain, the greens are huge. I mean, at the British Open, but here they're they're not really that big. I mean, it was hard for. So them. are the holes a little shorter than normal? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I, actually, at the links, I think they are a little bit shorter. But like I mentioned before, there's wind and water come into play. On, I mean, it's well over a dozen holes out of the you know eighteen. So you have to play the wind. You have to watch out for being in the water, which is a penalty, obviously. There's a couple bridges. Um, so you kind of hit from, some people call it target golf, or you have like a, you go from from the tee box to a landing area, yeah. and then you try and get on the green. So like I, I can say, because I, I owned a, a water sports business right around the corner. I mean, <clears throat> a quarter of a mile away, maybe. And uh, it, it gets windy down there. It's, it's yeah. not unusual to see 20 mile an hour winds in late afternoon in the middle right. of summer right or or maybe if it's if it's shoulder season you might see 20 mile an hour out of the northeast so yeah sure it's definitely going to be there's not a lot to block the wind down there it's going to be windy well before we move on to the next club i wanted to mention that i was around and working for a paper when the club was built and opening day and it was a big deal because it's also a ocean to sound community that they built at the same time in the pool complex across the uh, abreast of the of the golf club but anyway they let um webb fuller who was the town manager at the time take the first drive yeah. that was kind of cool. cool so they're owned by club corp and they in the years that followed opened the curry tuck club okay which is in Kerala. and okay. oh man what a first class place that is i really i've only played there a few times but um i, I have actually photographed a couple of weddings up there and uh it's just a really beautiful area of Kerala. um so, like I had mentioned, we I got played the opening day there, and they really took care of us. And one thing that happened that was, yeah, different, uh, you know. Uh, so there was a lot of wildlife on the course that very first day, okay. uh, like turtles and raccoons. They, they hadn't gotten, and, re they hadn't moved or relocated well, it, these things. <laughs> it was a really beautiful remote part of the, the island, yeah, maritime forest, sort of on the edge there, and. Just, just a gorgeous part. In fact, we used to four wheel there, and there was wow. an old road, and uh, it was a dipping vat area. And this oh, is where you cattle. take your livestock and you uh, you dip them for to kill the um, parasites, uh, uh, ticks, or fleas, I guess. Um, but anyway, so my old carpentry boss would take me back there in the in the Grand Sierra and. And uh, we had had a sidewall blowout, man. It was like a $300 tire way back then. So. <laughs> but the point is, this was just a beautiful, really wild area. And, uh, you know, they put their golf course in. It's very successful. They've got yeah. the, the houses around it. And um, I, Do you know when Bonnie and I were house shopping, um, my friend Bob Evans, realtor, he gave us a huge list of potential houses. I mean, enormous and one of them backed up to the golf course. And I I wasn't a, you know, I'm not much of a golfer, if at all. And But it was pretty. I mean, nobody was going to build right behind you. Yeah. But you might get the stray golf ball hitting your house. Right yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, it was pretty. In the end, we, we didn't want to live all the way up in uh, Kerala. And it's a good thing because she finally got a job at Oldman University. That would have been a really long commute. Yeah. We would have sold that house instantaneously. Yeah. But anyway, so... Go back. To, uh, go back to anything else you want to talk about. Kurtuck Club, uh, which the overall experience and the course and all that stuff. It's tough. It is a hard course. Um, 
uh, again, it's beautiful. They have a nice area to go and eat and get get a cold beer, and uh, they do weddings there. Like I said, I've photographed a couple of weddings. I have a really nice veranda, and that's where the rehearsals and, I mean, excuse me, the wedding receptions take place. And the Lynx has that, too. The Lynx also has weddings up there facility. So gotcha. it's a big part of the Outer Banks. Um, Is it me or, and again, you know, and I'm just going by kind of a hunch, but... It seems to me like the Curtail Club is the number one spot on the Outer Banks to golf. I mean, it's it's awful fancy. It's awful nice. It, it is kind of pricey, uh, at least the time I went. Um, uh, I thought it was kind of expensive. Yeah, it's it's a very nice course. I mean, it's top top notch. Yep. And by the way, according to my research, uh, Curtail Club is the most expensive yeah. tee time. Um, peak season one fifty nine. Okay. Uh, so that was the top of the list at one fifty nine, and Nags Head Links was second at uh, one thirty eight. So yes. Okay. Um. <clears throat> anyway, I would definitely recommend that course to anyone, and great uh, place to spend the the afternoon. Um. So those are the three beach courses, and uh, well, wait a second. What you got? <laughs> what about Duck Woods? Oh, the original, uh, the OG, the OG. <laughs> I have definitely played there uh, quite a few times. My friends uh, live across the street from me here. Uh, they uh, have a membership. They play there a lot. Um, it, yes. is, it is semi-private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I checked out their website, and if I read it correctly, anybody can get on as long as members aren't in the way. Members kind of trump everybody else. Sure, sure. But if it's, I guess... Shoulder season or off season. If there's room on the at the tea time, you can book something okay, and cool. jump on there. That's awesome. And that's one thirty. Um, so and we are actually uh, currently just a quarter mile away from Duckwoods Country Club. Um, we're at my house in Southern Shores, and from what I see, you know, I drive by it all the time. Looks professional. Everything looks neat as a pin. Um, they do a pretty good job there. Uh, what else can you add to that? Uh, well, I would say that the clubhouse is immaculate and, and really a showpiece. They rebuilt that during my time down here. It's probably been 15, 20 years ago now, but it was totally, the old one was torn down and that was rebuilt and really nice design upstairs is a bar and restaurant and the banquet facilities. And then downstairs is the, I believe the pro shops downstairs and the bathrooms and of course there's tennis all around it they still have the pool um there's a driving range um you know when real estate's so valuable it's hard for these courses to have you know big driving ranges but uh like at the links they use a special ball the bermuda ball or something it's called it it has a shorter flight distance so that they can still have uh, uh, a range but the balls don't don't go for i remember i was listening to a woman golfer talk about uh duckwoods she was a member. She did a lot there, and and she says they struggled a lot with just the environment there. You know, it's it's practically uh, you know exists on a swamp. You know, and and then you have the critters. Whether it's I don't know, uh, possum, what, duck woods? yep, yeah, deer, yeah. coyote, muskrat. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff just rummaging around, furrowing in. I mean, they might be worse than gophers. I don't know. <laughs> kill all the gophers <laughs> won't we get in trouble yeah um one thing that i've heard over the years and i probably should have verified it before we talked about it but there's a lot of ripples on the fairway there and um and there's a lot of water and i'm left-handed and i um tend to slice a lot and it seems like there's water on all <laughs> on the left 
I have lost some buckets fulls of balls at that place, but um, right. um, the, the the actual fairway sometimes has bumps or or what are like ripples like in a potato chip, and um, apparently they when they were making the course, I used the logs to fill in. Oh, really? That's pretty common down here, actually. Like the wetlands. I mean, it was in the '60s, so right. Um, I don't know that for sure. I don't want to get you know back anybody in trouble here, right. but that's the rumor I've heard is that they cut the, the trees down, filled the course, and put dirt over it. And okay, um, it's pretty low through there. It's pretty low. Right. Um, so you're on the edge there. You can see turtles, snakes, uh, a lot of you know water herons and egrets and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, I love playing there. It is beautiful. Uh, there's a couple of really nice, neat par threes. Um, definitely a beautiful, there's a lot of dogwoods on that, uh, uh, course as well. The college, the high school kids play there a lot. They, all three of those courses that I mentioned, not, not the, they don't go up to the Curry Tuck Club as much, I don't think, because it's out of the way, but all three of the beach courses, I'll call them, are really good to the high school, uh, golf program gotcha. and, and middle school they have it at first like middle now yeah and yeah. um there's talk of uh there's some interest in getting the girls teams uh, going as well so I, I wouldn't i think that in the near future we may see girls teams at manio and first light as well but um interesting yeah um anyway um while you're on that topic why don't you just hit real quick because you covered this young lady pretty well pretty thoroughly uh during her career but we have a young lady who just dominated state golfing at the high school level and now she's at what university clemson clemson yes so t tell, tell me about this young lady at clemson so katherine schuster and uh she went through the first flight schools i think i first learned about her when she was doing really well in the middle school golf and one of the things she did that was so interesting was she did the drive chip putt at the masters nice so it's um something they offer at augusta and national and the i guess there's a lot of qualifying and there's a you know you have to go up and up and up and but she did really well she won there you know i think the first year uh anyway i can't remember the order of it all but that she had one year she didn't win but she had one year she did win and she's the real deal and <clears throat> i met her and her husband her excuse me her father up at uh at Duck Woods one day to take her picture and stuff. And that guy, her dad's such a trooper. She would hit the drive and he would run down there and get the ball <laughs> for her and come back so we could take another picture. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, man, what dedication. And he has really uh, been there for her. And, and uh, how many state championships did she win? I'm pretty sure she won all four. Isn't that crazy? Freshman, sophomore, junior. That is crazy. Her first flight. And oh they, they were gosh. played inland. They were, I can't remember the course right offhand, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, she took care of business each time out there, yeah. which is kind of cool. And how is she doing at Clemson? Um, from what I see on Facebook, it looks like she's doing fine. I mean, uh, you know, to the best of my knowledge, she's doing great. And she's really going places. So. Nice, nice. Um, and so, okay, so there's the uh, four courses on the beach. Uh, let's go over the bridge. Um, if we're working uh, east to west, the first place you could stumble across is Holly Ridge mm -hmm. over at Harbinger. Yep. And I, I want to preface this with saying that 
Holly, Holly Ridge is just a basic, basic horse. And I'm yeah. not saying that to be disrespectful. I just want to say that so everybody's expectations are a little more corrected because it's a basic horse. So don't go over there expecting Kurtuck Club. Don't expect Duck Woods. Don't expect any of the beach courses. But if you just, if you got, I would say this. If you had kids and you just want to run out there and just kind of goof off and, you know, maybe expose some kids to golfing without breaking your pocket... I would probably take them to Holly Ridge. Uh, uh, peak season, $69 tee times, you know, but really basic. What, what would you like to add to Holly Ridge? Well, they were running the price about half of that the other day when I went. I actually took my uh, wife, Wanda, and, and my son, Austin, over there. I'm <clears throat> trying to get him to develop an interest in the game of golf. And uh, uh, they have a nice range, uh, plenty of room, um, small, small club. I will say that I've been, I've been driving by there at night, and they have the lights on. And yeah, so you can go yeah. out there, and, and they're right by the highway. You can whack some balls at night if you want. Yeah, it's really cool. They have a small pro shop, and uh, uh, I noticed they had a little beer tap back there last time I was there, which is always nice. But uh, they've really built it up. It's, it's a lot better than it had been. And uh, so we went over, and we each hit a bucket of balls, and then uh, they have a little practice screen area where we – played a little game where we see who could hit the they didn't have holes cut out this time they just had flags and so we were playing who could hit the flag first it's kind of fun and um but yeah that course has really been nurtured and is and is, is coming along and it's the course that people driving down here through curry tuck on vacation are going to see on the right hand side when they're getting coming up on the bridge and then the point is before that, that will be on the left-hand side, but you don't west. get to see quite as much of that course right. when you're coming by at 55, 60. But um, they have a nice restaurant. I haven't been in there for a few years, but they have a legitimate restaurant and uh, bar area. And they're, they're um, <clears throat> out of all the courses, probably the most forgiving as far as having open fairways. So yeah. that's if you're, you know shooting a hundred or more like I am, you're going to go there and a little more forgiving. And, um, some of the holes are longer are kind of long, but, um, I've had a lot of fun over there. I do like the point. Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine showed me a really neat shot. Um, where you, uh, use your seven iron, which I have with me, uh, for a different reason, but, uh, you use your seven iron with a putting stroke. If you're off the green and you're in like the first color or, uh, of the grass and you want to, and it's particularly a long shot, you use this club and use a putting motion. And on the hole that where you showed it to me, I made it. <laughs> nice. And that was kind of cool. And then uh, later on the round, he chipped in from about 80 yards out, which doesn't happen very often. Right. You know, that's just so. Uh, and then that day we came back and the Phoenix Open was on, I remember, and I, I was watching the Phoenix Open. So I also watched a lot of golf on TV, uh, which is is pretty enjoyable. Right. Um, and then we've got the, uh, so what's the price on that one? Good question. Price at the the point is 109 Okay. Um, so it's, it's, it's about the middle of the range. And uh, I feel like that's kind of the, one of the local spots if you want to save sure. a little bit of money, but you still want a good course. And you don't have to drive too far over the bridge. Uh, the point is definitely popular, I would say, with the local guys. And then finally, uh, you got the Carolina Club out in Grandy. Right, and Kilmarlick. 
So there's actually two more. I forgot to more. kill Marley. Oh. There's actually two more. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I have been on both courses. I have played both courses. They're tough, man. They're tough. Both so, are... so what do you think about the kill Marley? I remember it being really long. I think I went, again, because of my job, I was always going when they opened, it seemed like. Right. So I think I went pretty much the first month uh, that they were open, and I just remember it being really long. It's beautiful, too. You know, there's a lot of trees there. It's a nice there. neighborhood. It's a nice yeah, area. Very nice. And then the Curry Tuck Club, if I'm not mistaken, they have an island green. I'm pretty sure it's a Curry Tuck Club. We'll have to verify that. But, uh, uh, again, another just beautiful, beautiful place um, to go play golf and... Uh, so those two are a little bit further down the road. I guess Carolina Club might be the furthest away, but um, re really pretty and really high level of professionalism at these last two. You know, they're really well done, and to me, they're really nice. Um, so uh, the reason I brought the 7-iron, are you ready for that? Give it to me. All right. So... When we were talking, I was talking about Caddyshack and how golf can be kind of trying. Um, it made me realize that um, I have had both the highest pinnacle in golf, which was a hole-in-one with the 7-iron on a par 3. Really? A 7-iron yeah. mm -hmm. on a par 3? Wow. Yeah, it was downhill. I'm, <laughs> it was downhill. I'm, I'm the weakest, you know. It was a, the distance was... I've got the, the weakest swing in the world. It would take. I'd have to pull out the two-wood two or something <laughs> just to get near the green. I think it was like a 165 to the, to the stick, and yeah. I was downhill. and uh, So that was at Crystal Springs, which is out of area. And I and I'm googling I'm googling it right now, and the Carolina Club does have an island green, yeah, um, and some long par fours. Yeah, yeah, got to stack it and smack it over there. That's that's a lot of distance. The uh, links is more kind of almost like finesse on a lot of the a lot of shot making, a lot of shot shaping. To when you say the links, you say that's back, snag back to the next at length. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um. And then I did want to share with uh, everybody, my dad had, uh, I had played a lot of sports back home and my dad had really, really preached to me about taking up golf, but golf was during lacrosse and I liked lacrosse and I, I didn't want to learn. But so I finally went out with my brother-in-law who had played a lot of golf and was kind of a country clubber anyway. And we took my sister Denise and uh, we went to Penn Park and on the very first swing on the number one hole these junk junky old clubs like got at the garage sale or something the persimmons the wood head now they're metal heads the the, the woods are made out of metal but this was persimmons and that dang on i hit the ball and the club head flew off the end of the shack <laughs> did, did it land in the water <laughs> yes it, it actually found the creek it was like rolling down oh, the creek boy. and went further than my ball and that was pretty much it for me so that's why i waited like two decades to try again but uh did, took took two decades of therapy to get oh the golf clubs gosh, back I out just, again oh lord um, <laughs> but uh anyway um it's kind of you know I was, I mean, before i came over i watched that uh the Cinderella story when Bill Murray is yeah. hitting the uh, flowers with the um, sickle and uh, this is so funny. This is back to Caddyshack. Oh, just what a what a great movie and and golf is such a great game. But it can just 
they could just humble you so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I will say this. So I play about every 10 years and my whole attitude is I'm just going to go out and have fun. Yeah. You know? Because mm. if you go out to get, be serious or compete or anything, forget it. It's going to go down the toilet so quickly. And, and you know what? I, I joke around with the guys and we hit some balls and we laugh at some shots and, and it's always a good time. As long as I have that attitude. But then again, you know, I don't play enough to get to be competitive. You know, if I played every day, I'm sure my mindset would probably change a little bit. But, yeah. but not until then. Yeah. There's a, usually some golden delicious beverages involved with golf and the cooler bag or whatnot. And, uh, uh, you know, you hit a good ball and you joke around with your buddies and, you know, you're something like, uh, I'll take a full bucket full of those, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> We like to we like to uh, you know stack it and uh, smack it and grip it and rip it and um, you know when I was over at the with my son over at the uh, Holly Reds the other day uh, we kept, I kept hitting the worm burners and that's when it's oh, like yeah. two inches off the turf and it's just going on and on and, and then you got the chili dip and uh, oh man uh, you know we we used to play that if it was close. If you got the ball close enough to the cup, that if you laid your putter down with club head in the cup and back, and the ball was in the leather, that that was a gimme. Sure. Okay. So you so you walk up to golf can be about speed because you were talking about people tee times and you don't want to hold up the guys behind you and you don't want to hold up your people you're golfing with. So we right. we play ready golf. So you better have it together. You better be ready to. When it's your turn, you know, you need to right. be ready. So if somebody tells you to pick it up, it's in the leather, you sh typically should do that because if you say, no, I want to put it in and you miss, it counts. You know, then right. you didn't, you know, you didn't get the benefit of that gesture. But um, uh, like I said, I played a lot with uh, Bud Hendricks and he really taught me, you know, about ready golf and uh, it's a, a good way to be. It speeds it all up. And like I said, it's nice to have an extra ball in your pocket. <laughs> yep. yep. I, I feel like I'm a, I always have an extra ball and two clubs in my hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> because I might be in the woods or I might be on the green. I don't you know. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I remember when I did go on that junk at the Myrtle Beach, I really learned to, um, when I was going to leave the cart, I would take the putter of the seven and the sand wedge. And that way... Yeah, you wouldn't have to walk back. Yeah, and, and you kind of covered. And I kind of, you know, bump and run... Uh, once I learned how to do that, that really lowered the number of total shots per hole for me. But, I mean, you can just play all the time and keep learning. And that's it's really, uh, you know, kind of a cool game. And I'm really happy that we have it, that it's th thriving here and at the high schools. And uh, um, it's just uh, such a, a great sport. Get outside and get some exercise and uh, have some fun with your buddies. So, excellent. So, kind of wrap it up a little bit. So if you were going to give any advice to visitors, tourists coming down and they brought their golf clubs, what would you say to them? You know, I would certainly say to to play the course that's closer to, to where your rental cottage is. I mean, who wants to come down here and ride all their recreation to go play golf with your buddies? Uh, I mean, if you're in, you know, Kilo Hills, Nags Head, you're looking at the links or possibly Seascape. If you're in Kitty Hawk, Southern Shores, you've got Seascape and, and Duck Woods. If you're in Corolla by all means play the curry talk club wow what a beautiful place like i said they have a restaurant um you, you it's you'll make some memories there and then you know if you are uh looking for something a little different and you don't mind getting off the island um 
like I said, the, the Curry Tuck Club and the Kilmarlick are really nice, uh, super nice courses and well done. And then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Point and um, Holly Ridge are a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, my favorite over there is the Point because it's forgiving. And, you know, I'm typically not hitting it straight down the middle. And if there's more fairway, I have a better chance at making a decent score. Right. So uh, those are some of the... What, what, some... what days of the week might we want to book? Or how, how far ahead should we maybe think about booking? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not exactly sure what to say about all of that. Uh, it does book up during the height of summer. Um, I mean, I like personally like to play golf early in the morning. So the earlier, the better. Um, or maybe even late in the day, but, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's, you know, you need to expect the course to be pretty full during the summer. Um, and there's marshals out there and starters and, uh, um, you know, they're going to keep play moving. Um, and, you know, let people play through if, if you, you know, if they've only got two people or three, you know, and you've got a foursome, you should let, you know, consider letting the other people play through. And again, the ready golf is really nice and important, you know, think about a lot of the, a lot of these courses don't allow you to use your cart on the fairways. So you're, you're going to, you know, leave the cart on the path and walk over. So, you know, be ready for that and get your clubs ready. And, um, <clears throat> final question, how would you compare the courses around here to someplace else? Maybe a, a really nice place that you played elsewhere. I think how, they're how is top it similar? How is it different? Mm, you know, they're um, well. You're gonna have sand on uh, on most of these courses, which is not the norm back in Central Virginia right. or other places I've played in, uh, in Winchester and uh, uh, Farmville, Virginia. But uh, so there's sand everywhere, um, and I tell you, I got a good story. One more about the links and my partner Bud Hendricks and. This is, uh, if, if, if you take nothing else away from the podcast, try to remember this. If you're at the links and you hit it over off the target areas and you're in the sand, just hit it back to the grass. There's, <laughs> if you try to advance from the sand is that right? and you're not really experienced at that, I'm not talking about sand trap. I'm talking about yep. the expanses of the sand dunes. They're wild, left natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that was so hard to learn. <laughs> you pick Pain, it up painful, all, painful oh, lesson man, there. All this and Hendrix, uh, Coach Hendrix, he was like, "Look, I'm gonna make this easy for you. Just hit it. See that grass over there? Hit it over there and start all over." <laughs> so that that was one of the cool lessons I learned from him. And uh, don't cuss in front of the high schoolers either. That's, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Yeah, right. That, that could be bad on a resume. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Daryl, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, I tell you, I've, I've never played any of the golf courses down here. I'm going to have to get out there yeah. and uh, give it an experience. But uh, Sounds good. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Treasures of the Outer Banks. I thank Daryl Law for joining me. We had a good time. So just know that if you want to find out more information of these golf courses that we spoke about in the episode, you can find links to them in the show notes. And also, if you have the time and if you want to help me out, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google and leave a rating or review for the podcast. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with some of your friends. Until next time, make it a good one.